For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part seven of the series. Because of famine, the nations buy grain from Joseph in Egypt. Genesis chapter 41 verse 57. And all countries came to Egypt to Joseph to buy corn because the famine was so sore in all lands. And we see then that because of the famine that was in the land of Canaan, that Jacob instructs his sons to buy grain in Egypt. Genesis chapter 42 verses 1 and 2. Now when Jacob Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt. Jacob said unto his sons, Why do you look one upon another for food? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down there and buy for us from there that we may live and not die. And so when the brothers go to Egypt to buy food, Benjamin does not go to Egypt with his brothers. Genesis chapter 42, verses 3 and 4, it is written, And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. When the brothers go to Egypt, Joseph recognizes his brothers, but they do not recognize him. Genesis chapter 42, verse 8, it is written, and Joseph knew or recognized his brethren, but they did not recognize him. Here, Joseph is a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua, the Messiah, and that he came at his first coming to perform the work of redemption on behalf of the nation of Israel and the world, but his brethren, the Jewish people, did not recognize Yeshua as being the Savior of Israel, neither the Savior of the world. And Joseph accuses his brothers of being spies. So he's putting them to a test to see whether they have a change of attitude from the days when they sold Joseph into and cast him into a pit. And so this is also a task of a redeemer is to bring a sinner to repentance. And ultimately, this is what Joseph is going to do. He wants to see redemption and reconciliation with his brothers, which will come through a heart of repentance by the sinner. Genesis chapter 42, verses 9 and 10, it is written, And Joseph remembered the 
dreams which he dreamed of them and said unto them, You are spies. And they said unto him, No, my Lord, but to buy food are your servants come. Genesis chapter 42, verses 13 and 14, it is written. And they said, Your servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no longer of us. And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, You are spies. And Joseph requests to see his younger brother Benjamin in Genesis chapter 42, verse 15. Hereby you shall be proved whether you are spies or whether you have proper heart intent. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go forth hence, except your younger brother come here. And so in order to guarantee that the brothers would return back to Egypt to see Joseph Joseph keeps Simeon behind. And in Genesis chapter 42, verse 19, it is written, If you be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye, carry corn for the famine of your houses. And they took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. And so when the brothers go back, we see that in conversation with their father Jacob, that that Reuben is going to tell his father he's going to pledge the life of his sons rather than himself if they go back to Egypt and something happens to one of the brothers. Genesis chapter 42 verses 36 to 38. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Joseph is not and Simeon is not and you are going to take Benjamin from me as well. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to you. And he said, My son shall not go down with you. And so once again, Reuben is failing in his task and his responsibilities as a firstborn. He not only committed sexual sin against his father, he not only permitted one of his brothers to be sold and cast into a pit, but here, instead of being willing to lay down his life on behalf of another, Reuben wants to give not his own life, but he wants to give the life of his sons instead of being willing to lay down his life. He's showing that he's not responsible in his position as firstborn of the family. But we see that Judah is willing to lay down his life to bring redemption for someone within the family, in this case, Benjamin. And so we see here tests that are happening within Jacob's family regarding whether they are going to be responsible in the Melchizedek offices. And the responsibility in those offices is to teach the Torah and to live the Torah and be willing to serve others, to lay down your life for others, to offer yourself to redeem someone of the family, to have a heart, to have redemption and reconciliation within the family if it so requires, and that you resist sexual sin and you do not depart from the 
teachings and the instructions of the Torah. In Genesis chapter 43, verses 8 and 9, it is written, And Judah said unto Israel his father, Send the lad, that is Benjamin, with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. And I will be surety for him. Of my hand shall you require him. If I bring him not unto you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. And so Judah is willing to lay down his life for Benjamin. Reuben was not willing to lay down his life. So we see that Judah is showing spiritual maturity and he's willing to walk in the responsibilities of the government of a Melchizedek priest. And so then the brothers take the journey to Egypt to see Joseph. Genesis chapter 43 verse 15. And the men took that present and they took double money in their hand and Benjamin and rose up and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Because of famine in the land of Canaan, Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy grain. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Joseph accused his brothers of being spies. Joseph wanted to see his younger brother, Benjamin. Joseph tested his brothers and tested their hearts to see if they had any hatred toward Benjamin like they had shown unto Joseph when they sold Joseph and threw him into a pit. Joseph held Simeon in prison because he was the next oldest son to Reuben and thus he had responsibilities in the family toward his brothers. Reuben had an opportunity to lay down his life for Simeon or Benjamin but instead Reuben offered to kill his sons if something happened to Benjamin. It was Judah that showed spiritual responsibility and he offered to lay down his life if something happened to Benjamin. Because Judah showed the responsibility of a firstborn son by offering to lay down his life for Benjamin, Jacob accepted Judah's offer and he did not accept Reuben's offer. So now when the brothers go to Egypt, Joseph is going to eat with his brothers. Genesis chapter 43 verse 16 it is written, and when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, bring these men home and slay and make ready, for these men shall dine with me at noon. Genesis chapter 43 and verse 33. And they sat down before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. You see, it was the custom within a family that you sit at the table according to your birth order. And when Joseph had his brothers to sit down at the table with him, according to their birth order, they were astonished and amazed that this happened. Now, in order to test the hearts of the brothers to see whether they had any animosity toward Benjamin like they had showed toward Joseph, Joseph is going to give Benjamin five times more to eat than the other brothers. Genesis chapter 43 verse 34 it is written, and he took and sent messes unto them from before
before him, but Benjamin's mess or portion was five times as much as any of theirs. And they drank and they were merry with him. Now, Joseph's silver cup is put in Benjamin's sack. This is going to be another test that Joseph is going to do to his brothers to test and see whether they've had a change of heart and attitude from the days that they sold Joseph and cast him into a pit. Genesis chapter 44 verses 1 and 2. And he commanded the steward of his house saying, fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry and put every man's money in his sack's mouth and put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest. So now Joseph is going to accuse the brothers as a test to see what their reaction is and their attitude toward Benjamin. So Joseph has his brothers accused of stealing his silver cup, which he put in Benjamin's sack. Genesis chapter 44, verse 4 and verse 7, it is written, And when they were gone out of the city, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men, and say unto them, Why have you rewarded evil for good? And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words, God forbid that your servants should do according to this thing. Continuing in Genesis chapter 44, verses 9 and 10, Joseph's brothers plead innocence regarding the issue. With whomsoever of your servants it be found, both let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. And he said, Now also let it be according to your words. He with whom it is found shall be my servant, and you shall be blameless. And so Joseph's silver cup is found in Benjamin's sack. Genesis chapter 44 verse 12 it is written and he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack and as a result of this the brothers know that they are in trouble particularly Judah who pledged his life for Benjamin's sake and so Judah pleads his case before Joseph in Genesis chapter 44 verses 14 and 16 it is written and Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house for he was yet there and they fell before him on the ground and Judah said what shall we say unto my Lord what shall we speak or how shall we clear ourselves God has found out the iniquity of your servants so Judah pleads for Benjamin Genesis chapter 44 verse 33 now therefore I pray thee let your servant abide instead of the lad Benjamin, a bondman to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. And so Judah, he carries out what he pledged unto his father, and he offered himself in Benjamin's place. And so Judah is showing a heart for Benjamin, and this is going to touch Joseph's heart. And when this happens, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. In Genesis chapter 45 verse 1 it is written, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him and he cried and Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. So let's summarize this part of the teaching and highlight its significance. Number one, in sitting with his brothers to eat, Joseph sat them down at the table according to their firstborn birthright 
right order. Number two, Joseph tested his brother's attitude toward Benjamin by giving him five times more food to eat than the other brothers. Number three, Joseph put his silver cup in Benjamin's sack and accused his brothers of stealing his silver cup. Number four, Joseph made a deal with his brothers that whoever sack is found, the silver cup will be his servant. And next, number five, when Judah realized that the silver cup was found in Benjamin's sack, Judah pleaded with Joseph that he would be Joseph's servant and to let Benjamin return to be with his father. Number six, when Joseph saw that Judah was willing to lay down his life for Benjamin, which is a requirement of a Melchizedek priest, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And finally, number seven, through these things that Joseph did to his brothers, he brought them to repentance, which is one of the duties of a Melchizedek priest as well, is to not only be willing to lay down your life for your brothers, you're not only to teach the ways of the kingdom of God and to be an example to others, but if someone departs from the family, you are to cause them and show them where they've departed so they'll have a change of heart, so they'll repent and return. And regarding Joseph, Joseph's prophetic dreams indicated that he would fulfill the role of being a faithful firstborn son. Number two, Joseph was put into a pit and sold by his brothers. Number three, Joseph was falsely accused and put in prison. Number four, Joseph did not get angry at the God of Israel because of his circumstances. Number five, Joseph suffered for being righteous and for righteousness' sake. Number six, Joseph resisted sexual sin. Number seven, Joseph served others faithfully regardless of his circumstances. Number eight, Joseph caused his brothers to see the error of their ways and to repent. Number nine, Joseph's life was used to save the lives of others. And number 10, Joseph forgave his brothers for their sin. And so Joseph's life is an example for us regarding some of the faithful responsibilities of a Melchizedek priest. And Joseph then had the place in the position of a firstborn. That's why he wore the coat of many colors. Now, Joseph uniting with his brothers is a prophecy of the future uniting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom from their split following the days of David and Solomon. And now in the Torah anthology to the book of the 12 prophets, volume 1, page 459, it reads, the story of Joseph and his brothers, Genesis chapters 37 through 50, is not an unfolding of chance events. Every detail stemmed from God and served his purpose. For the Almighty unfolded the deeds of the fathers as a sign or a prophetic foreshadowing of what would happen to their descendants. The conflicts between Joseph and his brothers were an indication regarding the future splitting of the kingdom of Israel into the kingdom of Judah, southern kingdom, and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, the northern kingdom. When later Joseph made himself known to his brothers, the reconciliation 
generation which ensued, as detailed in Genesis chapter 45, is a prophecy of future times. The two kingdoms, northern kingdom, southern kingdom, will reunite into a single kingdom. Thus the Midrash teaches, and he sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen. Genesis chapter 46 verse 28. The scripture writes that the wolf and the lamb will feed together. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The wolf is Benjamin, and the lamb represents the ten tribes, as it says in Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 17 that Israel, that is the northern kingdom, is a scattered sheep and the lion will eat straw. That's Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The lion is Judah. As it says, Judah is a lion's whelp. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 9. The ox is Joseph. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. As it says, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, his firstborn ox. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 17. The script Scripture conveys that the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, will eat and grace together as a single kingdom. Now, in the art scroll of Genesis, on page 1926, the art scroll is an Orthodox Jewish commentary on the scriptures. It reads, Judah approached him, and the commentary is, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plower will approach the harvester. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. The plower is Judah. The harvester is Joseph. From the Midrash Rabbah to Genesis 93.5. Now in the Sajino Midrash Rabbah volume 2 page 868 it explains that Joseph weeping when he revealed himself to his brothers it foreshadows the weeping that will be associated with the United of northern kingdom and southern kingdom in messianic times and he wept aloud and this is genesis in chapter 45 in verse 2 as joseph became reconciled to his brothers from the midst of weeping so will the holy one blessed be he redeem israel from the midst of weeping as it says in jeremiah in chapter 31 verse 9 as shall come with weeping and with supplications will I lead them, and I will cause them to walk by rivers of waters. Now, in the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 1922, it explains the following. There were two majestic royal figures among the brothers, Joseph and Judah. That is because Joseph was given the blessing of the firstborn, and Judah was given the blessing of the kingship. And the split that had taken place place when the brothers rejected Joseph's dreams and his claim to leadership, and that claim to leadership was through his dreams and through him wearing the coat of many colors, that the rift that endued for 22 years during which the family of Israel was in spiritual limbo is prophetic of a future time. So now we see that within Jacob's family that we have two royal figures 
figures. And Joseph was given the blessing of the firstborn. Judah was given the blessing of the kingship. Because what Jacob did, given that Jacob was the 12th Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God on the earth, is rather than there being a 13th Melchizedek priest, that the office of the Melchizedek priesthood got split within Jacob's family. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.